Hello, world. Welcome back to Golf Subpar with Colt Nose, Drew Stoltz. The players is in the books and an absolutely dominating performance by now, once again, world number one, Scotty Scheffler. All the kid does is win and win and win, Slice. Yeah, we're getting this is becoming. We just, just tape a segment and play it every time Scotty wins at this point. Uh, this one ended up being a runaway. It looked like Minwoo Min might make a little move early on. And then Scotty said, uh, you know, he had the little hiccup there with the triple. And then Scotty said, I'll just make five in a row and put, pink this thing, Panther. put this thing to bed. A little pink Panther siding down at Sawgrass. Rare. Terrell Hatton did the same thing, by the way. But, dude, all right, we all know how good Scotty Scheffler is is his run has been crazy i honestly feel like he's not getting enough credit like for this one to win by five with that field on that golf course i feel like if a rory had done this a runaway victory or a rom like the praise like this guy his best golf no one can touch him he's on a different planet when he gets going all this and with scotty it's just like yeah he won it was a good another win for the guy that's the world number one but like but like not enough do you know what i mean like when rory or rom or some of these other guys and maybe like do you agree with that it's because there's he doesn't have a lot of flash. He doesn't give a lot of interviews. He doesn't say things about live golf or anything like that. He just doesn't mess up and he just beats people into the ground. But I feel like he's legit not getting enough credit for dominating the best field in golf. Yeah, he's not flashy. Um, we don't see him all over social media. He doesn't have the hot takes when he gets the mic in his hand. You know, his interviews aren't the most compelling no. or interesting things there are, but he is a superstar. Um, he's a, been a winner his whole life, over 90 junior tournaments. He's won at every single level. Uh, when he when he gets out in front, it's really hard to catch him. He doesn't make many mistakes. You mentioned no double bogeys around TPC Sawgrass for the Fewest week. When we too, saw yeah. a lot of that. I talked to his coach Randy Smith the night before. I was like, "Good luck tomorrow. Get it done." He goes, "He will." I yeah. mean, they just they believe in it. He knows how to win. I don't care what level you're at. When when you consistently win, time and time again, no matter what the level is, you that you you feel comfortable when you get back in those situations because as a junior golfer you know you knew when you had a chance to win a junior tournament you were nervous as shit yeah. when you had a chance to win an am event a college event a jicky jack whatever it was you you had those feelings coming down the stretch you learned how to handle them same thing now for scotty scheffler at the highest level on the biggest stage like he knows how to handle it he's won the players by five he four putted the 72nd hole at the masters and won by three run away i mean he was right there at Bay Hill. He's won at Bay Hill. You look at his resume. He's won, he's won on some of the hardest golf courses where par is good to get back to Bay Hill. It's like a little mini U.S. Open. He wins there. He can also go run away from you and just make a million birdies, win that type of a, a setup. I feel like there's not a ton of guys in the world. I mean, it's he, him, Rory, and Rom can, can do that. They can play on any type of golf course. I just feel like, for whatever reason, he doesn't get the love and the praise I agree. He, heaped on him like we see with other guys when they win anything, much less by five against the best field there is he's a stud man it's gonna be fun to watch obviously get these guys obviously rom got sick had to withdraw rory didn't have his best week but i chalk that up to this golf course can expose people um you're a little bit off you can play you can make your score look pretty bad we saw an 85 from trey mullinex an 89 from max mcgreevy the best 89 Clutch in history birdie. by the way tweet on the last for to, to avoid a nine piece that's the first digit he co-shares the high round at the players now 89 Co-share. That would have been a record that would have been hard. 90. I don't see a lot of guys posting higher than 90. Another record. Let's talk about it, bud. Another record went down this week. Course record. Tom Hoagie. Video came out of you. I'm not going to self-suck. You and a group of other individuals had that. How does it feel, bud? It was, uh, you were keeping it was a tough moment. You know, for I think I, I wasn't surprised it happened considering the conditions and everything. They did get some rain. Um, he made the cut on the number on the person, you know, it was planned on going home, shot 78 on Thursday. We had him on our Sirius XM show, said he went out there Saturday, just free wheeled it in really good conditions, 
Birdies eight and nine to do it. Uh, my phone started blowing up when he when he got to nine under par with the par five to go. I'm like, oh god, let's not let this happen right now. He's got eight left though. I know he birdied, he, but he, when he birdied, I know, eight, that's then, the one. I switched it over to my phone to to see the coverage. He's playing with the lair, Scott Harrington, Doctor Stowitz, George, um, and and uh, I think OJ was with us, and so we had it on, and there he is, and the lair decided to film it as he was getting ready to putt to, to see my reaction, and it was all in good fun for all you haters out there that said I was rooting against him. Like, listen. I'm very proud of my name being there on that golf course. It's not like some local muni down the road. Like this is TPC Sawgrass, where the best in the it's world. It's a nice play. feather in the cap. It was nice, and now it's gone. And now and, you have uh, jack shit. <laughs> I lost it to a Texas Froghorn. Uh, froghorn. I feel like we all share in that. By the way, Roberto Castro, who I was actually, I knew it was shared by a group of people. I didn't know it was Roberto. He had a great tweet right when it happened. He's like, "I'm sitting with my two girls. I looked at him, and he's like, "Girls, I have you, and I have this course record." And that's it. Nothing else. And then Hoagie makes He's like, now I just have you. No, I just have you. Everything else is gone. And but it's gone. Congrats. It's bullshit. You got to finish on eight and nine. Doesn't count. You didn't have to go through 16, 17, and 18 like a real man to try to break that course record. But whatever. Now my name will never be talked about during the Players' Championship ever again. No more ticker on the bottom of the screen. No more all that shit. Just, you know, boring-ass life. Nothing really left to live for. I could take the advice of some of my wonderful haters out there. Why don't you go practice and, and re-break it? Yeah, like, see, what yeah. I did was I quit. Yeah, so I don't, I don't play have anymore. to do that. So I'm actually not in the arena <laughs> anymore. That's the beauty of that. But hell of a freaking move by Tom Huggy from going home to making what? We make 1.4, 1.475, then flew home 21C 21. on American Airlines. God bless. I texted him last night. I was like, some more ammo for the for the for the crap save. He's like, a lot of bullets, a lot of bullets now. God, he. I mean, seriously, 78 Thursday. I mean, that's one you might be like. Mm. Maybe we'll just take Friday off and go home early. Call it a day. Yeah. But uh, good thing you stuck that one out, fired a little 68 in tough conditions, then follows it up with 62 and a 70 on Sunday. 1.475 million. And he bogeyed 18, cost him 250,000. Not the only guy to have some slip ups at the end. Our guy, future guest, Taylor Montgomery, Man. probably the hardest hit of, not probably, without question, the hardest hit at, of anybody coming down the stretch. He was at 10 under par, tied for fourth with four holes to play, proceeded to bogey 15. Double 16, make quad on 17. After hitting his tee shot in the water, was able to drop actually on the walk path Great over break. there. Chip that one in the water. Make seven. Part 18. If he plays the last four in even par, finishes T4, I believe. He was 56 in the world heading into the week. Top 50 in the mas- top 50 in the official world golf rankings. After the match play, gets you in the Masters. Our stat guy, Justin Ray, who does it all. I said, what would have happened if he would have finished at 10 under? He goes, would have finished somewhere between 35th and 40th in the official world golf Locked. rankings, which would have locked you up for the Locked. Masters. Still can obviously do it with a good performance at the match play, but that's just got to be an absolute gut punch for Taylor yeah, Montgomery. The double on 16 with no penalty strokes, Ugh. but just to get the wheels wobbly, and then you go up to 17, soup. But you get a great break. Hey, you get to drop on the crosswalk. You don't have to go flick that wedge to that back pin. It seems like a great break. Not trip, and at, at that point, quad. You're just like, oh my god, he part 18, hell of a yeah. par after after that disaster. I might still be on 18 if that happened to me. Nobody was winning that golf tournament, but Scotty Scheffler. But there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes like that matters. That probably being like number one, or at least yeah. number one that we were paying attention to, because he's he can still do it, but that would have locked it. And then Tyrrell Hatton, obviously shooting 29 <laughs> on the back nine, goes from making, I think they projected him at the turn of 145,000 to 2.7 million with the solo second. 29 on the back. The shot he hit on 18 Ooh. after making his run, he's sitting there six under. He closed with the Pink Panther, by the way. That would have been an easy one if you're the caddy being like, hey, dude, we got a pretty good thing going here. We've made a lot of money on this back nine. Why don't we just chip this thing out? You're playing so good, probably get up and down with Wedge. And he's like, nah, 
and he sends it out over the water. If that ends up going in the soup, drop, double, that's a lot of money. That took some large huevos. And he was happy talking to Chirico. We got to see some smiles out yeah. of the kid. Follow him around, Netflix. We need him. It wasn't the most exciting players. I'll say that with Scott. Scotty's obviously dominating performance, but those weeks happen. Golf's in a great spot. We're on to the next week. Our guest this week, very, very bright future. Up-and-coming star. Just locked up temporary special membership at Puerto Rico with a solo second. He's teeing it up this week at the Valspar Championship, where it all started when he was just a mere 17 years old, making his debut on the PGA Tour. Akshay Batia. I'm This kid, I'm telling you, a little bit of a slow start. You know, got it was a very questionable it was decision. Seventeen. Yeah. I had all my shit figured out at seventeen. I don't know yeah. it took him so long. Yeah, exactly. I was so dialed with my but life. Turn pro rather early. Had some ups and downs, but now he's got out there membership on the PGA Tour. He'll be teeing it up this week. Um, can't wait to see what he does. But this interview is fantastic. Let's get to it. Here's Akshay Batia on Golf Subpar. Okay, we got a very happy man joining us here on the show today. He's a tweet maker. He's a DM slider. Thanks to a runner-up finish at the Puerto Rico Open. He's earned special temporary membership on the PGA Tour. Akshay Batia is here. Congratulations, dude. Thank you. What's up, guys? Good to have you, bro. Man, congratulations. That's some awesome playing. Sleaze, you want to feel old real quick? The man was born in 2002. Yeah, I was just I was just uh, clipping around high school, doing some big things it's in high school. very depressing. Around that time. Uh, now that you're back home and you're 21, that's helpful. Uh, have you had time to celebrate yet? Yeah, we did dinner. Uh, my parents, my girlfriend, my coach, we did dinner uh, Tuesday night. So it was pretty nice. And it's nice to be home, kind of back to reality for, you know, four or five days and then right back to work. So, well, as I've heard from several people, you're, you know, your former coach, George Gankus, your Walker Cup teammate, Stuart Hagestad, both have told me that they don't know if there's a person on the planet that works harder at the game of golf than you do. So is it killing you to take a couple days off? Uh, you know, I, I practiced today, but uh, Monday I was like on a mental high. I think I slept two hours, my whoop said, on the plane, stayed up all day. And then next day I got like 10 hours of sleep and was still tired. So it's not the worst thing not to practice, but uh, I do really enjoy it. Um, I love to figure out different things and you know improve uh, a lot of aspects of my game and um yeah so it doesn't kill me i mean i'm playing so much golf now that you know it's nice to be home for four or five days and just hang out with my girlfriend and with the dogs and do normal stuff but uh i'm excited to get back on the road it's pretty hard when you're home then you want to be back so I've heard the same thing about your work ethic, work ethic. A lot of guys rave about it. So take this week out of the equation because it's a big week. You're coming off a high. You're going to take a little breather. On a normal week, a normal off week where you're getting ready for an event the next day or the next week, walk us through your, your daily practice routine, workout, all the stuff you do. So generally, I see my swing coach, Chase Duncan, like every day um, because the biggest thing for me is being – I'm pretty organized during tournaments. We have like a pretty – set schedule timings always very consistent so when i'm here you know we i work with him just to stay like sharp in the things i'm doing versus kind of going out and hitting balls and um so a lot of my practice is like technique work i don't ever work on technique during tournaments uh perfecting shot options um with him and then i play a lot of you know games with my friends who 
three of them are on the Corn Ferry Tour. And uh, so we play a lot of games almost every day. I love playing. Um, and then working out, you know, I try and work out four or five times a week, uh, which is pretty new for me this whole off season. I worked really hard on my body because, you know, I got injured last year and it was uh, definitely an eye opener. Even being 20 years old at the time, I really realized that if I don't start doing this now, it's going to be really hard for me to maintain my body playing 30 weeks in a, you know, 30 weeks in a year. So I've really taken ownership of that. And, um, it's fun, man. I mean, I love practicing. I love grinding. I love trying to be the best player in the world. And, you know, starting at 21 years old is, uh, a huge opportunity to play on the PGA tour. And, you know, you look at guys like Rory and Jordan and all those guys, and obviously they're some of the most consistent players in the world. And I'm trying to do that, you know, sooner than them. Um, but yeah, I mean, not too much, uh, not too much going on other than just trying to take my friend's money. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I don't like bulk that. up too much though. In I the gym. Know, how Do much, not bulk up. Don't add too much mass. How much weight have you added? I gained 10 pounds in the off season, but Same. I've played six out of seven weeks and I've lost nine pounds. So I'm back to the square one pretty much. Is that why you're popping the shirt off so often down at a Honda to show yeah, off a little bit of the work? Showing the fans that I'm a lean machine, you know? Mm -hmm. I like it. Yeah, stay skinny. We need some representation out there. <laughs> and I think for some of the people that don't know your journey, I mean, you're just 21 years old. You're just getting going, but you turned pro at 17. I want to even go back before then. Like, growing up as a kid, was it all golf all the time, or did you dabble in other sports? No, it was pretty much all golf. I mean, I played a little bit of basketball. I was terrible. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, pretty much all golf, like – I grew up in uh, California and Los Angeles and, you know, it's very hard as a junior golfer to, to play, you know, nice golf courses, good tournaments. And obviously there's plenty of good golf there, but it's just financially, it's really tough. And once we moved to North Carolina in 2011, I um, moved five minutes from a golf course and pretty much went every single day before school, after school, uh, Played a lot of really good junior tournaments. Uh, so many good players around here. I mean, you know, it's uh, it's been a big blessing for me to have, you know, this community uh, in North Carolina. And, you know, I've just – I traveled so much as a kid. And my principal in middle school, he would, like, write me as um, – I wasn't absent because I missed so much school that I would have to be held back, obviously. So he'd write me in as I was there, but um, yeah, it's, it's always been golf. And, you know, since I was probably 12 years old, 11 years old, I was traveling the world pretty young. So that's yeah, some, what a guy, what a good principal. Some academic violations. No yeah, that big deal. Like we'll let he's going to be fired, but he's at least a good guy. Maybe <laughs> put him on the, on the, on the payroll. Uh, it's well documented. You didn't go to college. You turned pro. I'm sure. I mean, you were dominating junior golf. I'm sure you had every college in the world knocking on your door. If you had to go to college, there was a rule. You got to attend for at least one year. Where would you have gone? You know, I get this question asked a lot. I don't know where I would have went because, to be honest, like, I never had, like, a school that I rooted for. I'm not big into watching sports. So there wasn't, like, a specific team or um, anything like that that drew me drew my attention and honestly, I didn't really try that hard in school. I just kind of try to get it done and then, you know, have my degree. And um, so I don't know. I mean, I couldn't tell you. And 
I, not yeah, I don't TCU. know the coaches really. So <laughs> hey, we're just gonna piss off some golf coaches yeah. if you would have said their school. But damn, <laughs> yeah. But you Good know, I mean, Adam, you had an unbelievable run before you turned pro. I mean, you played the Junior Presidents Cup, the Junior Ryder Cup. You were the first high schooler to play on the Walker Cup team. And you went over, you got to play on foreign soil, which the Walker Cup over there is a different animal. I mean, they, they're they they're into it over there. And I know you played with Stuart Hagestad the first day, and it was quite the atmosphere out there. Yeah. I mean, Walker Cup was something that <laughs> it was like a crazy achievement. And it was the week before I turned pro. So it was like, I mean, couldn't have a better ending to, you know, amateur golf. But going over there, it's just a whole different ball game. I mean, we were fortunate enough where the weather was perfect, like not a lot of wind, sunny, which never happens, you know, over in the UK. Um, but it's just crazy. Like you're over shots and there's probably, you know, seven, eight hundred people just around you and they're all dead silent. And you just never see that anywhere else on a golf course. So they they have so much passion over there. And um, it was sick to get the dub there because – we uh, we were obviously favorites, but still playing over there and trying to win on their soil is not easy. You were y'all were trailing going into singles and then absolutely stomped them in the singles. Yeah, we had a good run. Me and me and Stu were kind of riding around. I think uh, the first day we were both not playing, and we were we would go watch a match and we'd lose a hole, and then we go to another match, lose a hole. And we're like, oh, my gosh, we just like, <laughs> what do we even do? You know, because we're trying to support them. But all we see is just missed putts and, you know, all above that you wouldn't want to see. And then we ended up kind of coming back towards the end of the day. You and Stu combined. That's the dirtiest pound for pound duo in the history of golf. You guys probably share share wardrobe. Uh, I don't know. He's a little more on the fancy side. I'm more on the colorful side. So. <laughs> true. He's true. khakis, navy, and white. Size-wise, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, I mean, all right, so you, you cap off this incredible junior golf, amateur golf career, turn pro. Expectations are there from the jump. Eyeballs, all that. Did you personally feel the weight of those expectations? And was it your own expectations? Like, I want to prove everybody wrong? Or was it more like the media and all the people following you? Like, I want to do it. They're the ones putting the expectations on me. A lot of it was self uh, self-inflicted. Um, you know, that was the year when Wolf came out, Colin came out, Justin came out, Victor came out and I've been, you know, kind of close with Wolf and I see him winning his second start and then Colin gets his win two weeks later and then Victor secures his card in Corn Ferry finals. And I'm just like, man, <laughs> I felt like I should be able to do that. And, everyone kept reminding me like, dude, you're 17, not 21 or 22 or 23. And I still felt like I should have been able to do it. And I just, I wasn't, I just wasn't prepared, you know, for everything that actually I had to deal with as a professional playing on the PGA tour. And I love, I love being in the spotlight and I've, I have got, I've gotten to a point where I've really enjoyed it, but there was definitely a point where I struggled, you know, what people thought and um, it didn't bother me that much, but it's still, you know, I wanted to perform for, for myself, obviously, but for other people. And uh, so the first year was, it was hard, but I learned so much. I got to travel and play some of the best, you know, golf courses, best PGA tour events. And then COVID was a really big blessing in disguise because I actually could calm down, realize how good I am 
and I put a ton of work in uh, for those three, four months that we weren't playing golf and then ended up winning my first mini tour event, which is like a big step for me. Uh, and then ended up, you know, that fall top 10 in the tour event. And from there, I just felt like I knew I belonged and, you know, it was like, it's been crazy though. Like I've still missed a lot of cuts and, you know, I used to worry about it and now it's, you know, trying to win golf tournaments on the PGA tour. So. Yeah, you got, I mean, you're, you got special, special temporary memberships. You're going to get a lot of starts the rest of the year, but if you would have said at 17 years old, it was going to take you till you're 21 to become a member of the PGA tour. You'd say, okay, I'm fine with that. Or no, it's not going to take me that long. I'm okay with it. <laughs> it's, I mean, obviously you want to succeed early, but that's never, sometimes that's not the best thing. And I've learned so much. I've gotten to play with some of the best players in the world. Um, I've had to deal with so many downs, but doing it at 17 versus, you know, 23, 24 out of college uh, is a big difference because I've learned in the three and a half, four years I've played professional golf, like what it takes to get it done. And um, so I'm just, I feel like I'm ahead of the schedule. I mean, you look at Tom Kim, who he turned pro at 15 and he's 20 years old on the PGA tour. So, so crazy. It is crazy. I mean, that's, that's just so crazy. Going. It's sort of yeah. off scaling. And um, I've just been fortunate to, to do it really young. And I've done Monday qualifiers since I was like 13. So I know what it takes to be grinding it out on a Monday qualifier. So when I turned pro, it wasn't anything new to me. And I've, you know, I'm 21. It's fine. I don't care. You know, it's a long career and everyone says that. So. Yeah. You, uh, you got a lot of time ahead of you. There's no doubt about that. You, you mentioned you played with some of the best players in the world. Who was one guy that you either got paired with or you saw on the range that you were just like blown away by like, Holy hell, that guy is incredibly good. Oh man. I mean, I've played with Phil a lot, you know, uh, us open. I played practice round with him, Amex. Uh, I went over to, to a European tour event with him couple of years ago. So I played a lot with him. Obviously he's, you know, one of the greatest players of all time. His short game is just nuts. Absolutely nuts. I mean, some of the shots he can hit is like mind blowing. Um, but I remember I played in my Cobra where Victor won and I played with him on Saturday and he did not miss a shot. He bogeyed the first one. I think shot eight under. And I was like, this guy is like nuts, but he, he played a really good round that that day and uh, obviously won the tournament again. So that was pretty uh, pretty uh, nuts for sure. I also did play with Jason Gore in the U.S. Open. Oh. And that man How good does he him. swing it? Oh, my gosh. That guy is amazing. He's a gem. I think we talked to him that day, actually. He was like, yeah, I'm about to go get my ass kicked. By a kid that can okay. be my grandson. Kid that can, yeah, just started <laughs> driving a car a couple of, I'm going to go get my shit kicked by him. You brought up Phil, though. And it was well documented. Phil took a big time liking to you. I don't want to say he took you under his wing, but you guys played a lot of practice rounds and things together. Do you still communicate with Phil to this point? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously been a little different now with uh, everything going on in the golf world, but he always supports me. He actually texted me um, Sunday night, which meant so much. He was one of the first people to text me, you know, congrats. And he's always helping me out every time I need it and just for someone like him with his legacy and his career to reach out to a 21 year old kid um it means a lot because that guy's been everywhere and anywhere and um 
you know, for him to take the time to text me is it's pretty special. You know, yeah, obviously cool. there's a lot of weird stuff going on in the game of golf right now with the other tour. I mean, you're 21 years old. I, I know they're looking to get younger over there. They, they took Eugenia Chikara over there. Uh, TK from Thailand, the young 15 year old has been rumored to possibly be going over there. Any interest from you about possibly going over there if the number's right, or are you all about the PGA tour? No, I've, I've dreamed about playing the PGA tour and, um, I don't thrive off of I don't thrive off of anything but winning golf tournaments and being the best player in the world. And I think the PGA Tour has uh, the best platform. I mean, everything they're doing to help, you know, the tour grow, the players grow. Uh, that's something I want to be a part of. And uh, yeah, I mean, I want to play tournaments and try and make cuts and try and grind it out. And that's how I've always kind of been brought up you know, as once I turn pro is like grinding it out and when it's down, you're down and, but the ups are really good. So that's what, you know, I play golf for. Yeah. You keep doing what you're doing. You're going to make a lot of money going forward, but with your special temporary membership, you get unlimited sponsors exemptions going forward. Now, do you have any idea how many of those you expect to get? No, no idea. I mean, I'm hoping, uh, I'm hoping as many as I can, obviously, um, but, you know, top 10 last week gets me in a ballast bar. So it's nice that I get to play already, you know, a week after uh, after the players. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm currently in the process of trying to find a partner for Zurich. Colt, I don't know if you still <laughs> want to play golf. Oh, oh but... boy. I'm available. Oh, boy. I'm going to play from the fairway. We will be playing from the fairway. You're going to have to get a little longer iron than you used to, but you would play from the fairway. Just two of the days, though. Yeah, only two, and then he gets to hit your seeds. Yes. Yeah. Oh, could be dangerous. Could that would be, be a lot of fun. I could be tempted. I actually have that week off from CBS as well. All right. Just saying. <laughs> there could? you go. That wow. could be the week. I got to get to practice. I, <laughs> I just got nervous. That might not be one of the weeks you make all the money I was talking about, but you can sure as hell do it. Shut up. We'll, we know how to, I know how to handle New Orleans. Cinderella. Oh, you get your card back. You got a decision to make, dog. No, there's no decision. Okay. I'm comfortable <laughs> with, I'm comfortable with where, where I am. Fair uh, enough. You mentioned in your interview with Johnson Wagner after after you finished solo second, you know, you're going to go home and you said, hey, I'm 21 now. I might have an adult beverage. Uh, what's your go-to of choice? I, I feel like you don't do it too often, but if you do, what's your go-to drink of choice? You know, I don't I don't really drink and I don't plan on drinking. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really have an answer. I mean, I love, I'll drink Arnold Palmer, honestly, is like my go-to if I'm going to have like a sugary drink. <laughs> But See, we'd make a great team. There I love go. Arnold Palmer's. <laughs> there we this is go. This a match made in heaven. <laughs> Twins. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think I can wear as tight of clothes as you do, though. We might, <laughs> we, I don't know if we're going to dress it like that week. Yeah, I mean, I'd hope we could try and match. I mean, the red pants last week would look pretty good on you. Ooh, clean. Throw throw back to SMU days. I can handle it. Yeah. I'm fine with it. My guy. Red, white, and blue, he's baby. He's got a lot of black, but he's, he's versatile. <laughs> um have you thought about the fact there's going to be a lot of good things going on tour, obviously playing for more money, all the big events, the people, but now you don't have to rent a U-Haul. You get a courtesy car. I got to be a nice deal. Yeah. <laughs> I literally told my agent that literally two days after it all happened. I said, look, we don't have to rent a car anymore. We don't have to do a U-Haul. I mean, life is getting better and better every single day. <laughs> Who Tell thought, the U-Haul story, though, for yeah, people. So I want to know who thought of it because it's, it. it's genius. It's genius because rental car prices were insane. Little loophole. You found a little loophole in the system. 
Yeah, so I don't really remember where we oh uh, we were in Wichita, Kansas. And I ended up changing my flight to a day later. And Avis kind of waives the underage fee because at that time I was 20. So I get to the counter and they're like, yeah, we can't give you a car. You need to be 21. And my girlfriend and me are 20 at the time. So then I call my agent. He's like, yeah, we can get you a car with dollar. So I don't know, one of the other ones. And it was like $1,000 for the week. And I was literally driving five minutes from the golf course to our uh, host house. I was like, I'm not going to do that. So then I'm like, why don't we just do a U-Haul? And it was like <laughs> did you five think minutes. Of this? That's smart. Well, my girlfriend Presley, she was like, why don't we just do a U-Haul? It's like 20 bucks a day or something. And I was like, all right, that's fine. So we call them and they're like, yeah, we don't have any of the like F-150s, but we have like the U-Haul truck that, you know, they're like, what is the purpose of this? And I was like, oh, yeah, we're just moving out of our house. Because uh, <laughs> you need to give them, like, a good reason. Um, so we ended up having that for, like, a couple days. And then, luckily, I got an Alexis for the week, which was super amazing. But, yeah, it was a crazy story. I mean, it makes it easier now that I'm 21, but I guess I don't have to deal with it. That's smart. What though. do they think when you pull up to the parking lot, you show your credential, and you're in a U-Haul? Like, yeah, player. And they're like, nah, bud. Yeah, Maintenance to go was, around the back. I was I called my guy. I was like, "Yeah, we'll be there in a couple minutes. Just uh, just look out for the we got a truck this week." And then he saw us pull up in the U-Haul, and it was just hilarious. But I did get tweeted out on their Instagram or on their Twitter, so that was pretty sick. That should be the first sponsor. Could be a potential sponsor. Yeah, dude. Right on the chest. Yeah, right there. You I got like chest that. space. Absolutely. It's I, a little bigger chest than it used to be. That's right. Don't yeah, get it. Actually, you could get it a little bigger. You can have a little more space there. Utilize all that. So keep working out. Um, I don't want to harp on like the age thing. You're extremely young. I just want to know for our perspective, what's your first memory of watching golf on TV? First one. Ooh. uh, I mean, I don't know. I watched so much golf as a kid. Uh. I think the most vivid memory I have is when Phil won the Masters in, I think it was 2011. It was like, it's a pretty vivid memory for me. Uh, I just remember like he had the breast cancer on his hat for his wife. He'd wear like the black pants with the the stripes down them and like all black. And um, obviously the shot he had on 13 was ridiculous. But I just remember that being one of the first memories. Um and obviously he's a lefty, so I would always kind of look up to him. But that, that that was probably one of the coolest memories I have, you know, watching golf. And the Masters is obviously a dream place. So that's uh, like our '97 Masters. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Like, have you ever gone back and watched like the '97 Masters or the 2000 U.S. Open when Tiger won by 15? Oh yeah, I watch. I mean, I watch so much YouTube, so I watch all that stuff. Um, it's, I mean, that Tiger is such a freaking goat, man. That was so good. Have you got to spend any time with him? I've met him. Uh, I've met him twice, and I guarantee you he doesn't know who I am. <laughs> I, I met him in I, Paris. Just... I met him in Paris and shook his hand. And then I met him at the Junior Ryder Cup or Junior Presidents Cup in uh, New York. But yeah, I don't think he remembers. Let me tell you. 
he he knows who you are. He watches golf. He knows everything that's going on in the game of golf. Oh, that'd be pretty sick if he does, but I wouldn't put a pat, you know, I don't expect him to know who I am. <laughs> All right. You played guaranteed. No, 100%. He, you've played, you've played 22 events so far on the PGA tour. What is the one thing you've took away from those, those experiences and be like, okay, I got to get better at this area of the game to succeed and be a top player in the world. Um, I don't think, I don't think like golf wise, I need to get better at certain things, but the amount of focus it takes every single week and every single shot is a, I mean, is a big difference. And if you're not focused on like exactly where you want to hit it every single time and you miss cue and short side yourself, it's, you know, half a stroke at least around. So that's been my biggest thing. It's just mentality of like being very focused on everything and thinking through a lot more shots. But I don't know. I mean, my mentality's changed so much. Uh, when I first turned pro, it's like about making cuts. And then I would worry so much on Fridays. And then top 10 at Safeway or the Fortinet. Uh, and obviously, it was on a high. It was like monkey off my back. I made my first cut. And I went to I Monday qualified into my Coba that year. And that was when I played with Victor. He shot like eight under. I played with Patrick Rogers. He shot like six under and I shot two under. I felt like I got lapped. And then I would think I was in like 30th place. And I got into a mentality of like not wanting to be there because I wasn't in contention. And that was a big learning experience for me of like, I still need to mentally try and grind it out and finish top 15 versus uh, 30th but yeah a lot of it's mental I feel like if you're everyone's so talented and I feel like I have you know a solid game but if you're mentally able to focus every single week and every single shot I think that's the biggest thing on the PGA Tour when you were first coming out and playing on the sponsors exemptions at age 17 how were you received by the other guys because like you were you weren't like now you've earned your way onto the PJ Tour. But when you were 17, you had all the hype around you. Was there anybody that was like, who does this kid think he is? Or who is this? Or was everybody pretty welcoming? And if they were, you can and go ahead and bury Name them, them and destroy them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, pretty much everyone was welcoming. Um, I had a lot of good people around me to, you know, just hang out with. And I was obviously very new to everyone. But I've been pretty close to a lot of Sea Island guys like Keith Mitchell, Cashmere Keith. Pat and mm-hmm. Harris. Uh, so all those guys were really welcoming uh, pretty early on in my career. And obviously hanging out with Phil a lot uh, made it easier because I think if you're around Phil, you're a pretty likable kid. So, uh, no, I mean, yeah, most guys were really welcoming. I don't know. Maybe some guys were upset that I got so many starts or jealous, but, you know, I can't control how other people feel. I heard Adam Long was not very happy. I'm kidding. That ain't long. It's totally kidding. I just wanted yeah, to bury Adam Long. Dude. He's, probably <laughs> he's like, so bitter. We can't go. We have to. We have a rule. We have to bash Adam. We have to. We have to take a jab at Adam Long every show, or else it's in our contract. Yeah. So part of our sponsorship we got it out deal. Of the way there. Yeah. Sorry, Adam. Um, Loosen up. Oh, I got I a got, question for you about. All right. So you're, you're you've been you know Corn Ferry Tour for a while. Now that you're going to be playing more events on the PJ Tour, are the people you're traveling with? Is that going to change? Are you going to bring more people with you now? Are you keeping it exactly the same as it was on Corn Ferry? Uh, well, most of the time it's just me and Presley. So it's just us two. We kind of travel the world together and like, it's just really cool for us to just to experience traveling the world at 
you know, 21 years old and, you know, we never take that for granted, but I don't know. It's hard. I mean, it's, it's hard to bring a lot of people because I've, uh, I mean, we have two dogs. So my parents always kind of stay home. My sister lives three hours away from me. Uh, my cousins in California. So it's not really practical for everyone to come, but I think, you know, if it's a major or something, then yeah, for sure they can come and enjoy the week. But yeah, at the end of the day, it's just kind of me and Presley, you know, flying and flying and flying. And getting the job done. Um, all right. Let's just say you have a full schedule ahead of you. It's the start of the year. Take away the majors. What's the one tournament you'll be most excited to play? Uh, definitely Wells Fargo. I played that two years ago. And Quill Hall is one of my favorite golf courses, for one. And it's in North Carolina, which is very special to me. Uh, and la the year I played, I got one of the worst draws, I guess, for tee time. It was like one of the worst draws in the last seven years because I think I went like morning, afternoon, and the afternoon was like playing so hard. So definitely some redemption there. Um, and then I would say – to play Memorial would be amazing just so I could, you know, gain some weight, drink some shakes. Yeah, milkshakes there. yeah, but that would be obviously a dream come true to play at Memorial because I've gotten to spend time with Jack Nicholas and I played with Jack's son uh, in like a junior pro-am thing. So that would be really cool for sure. Didn't Jack tell you during that, that he didn't really learn much in college anyway? Yeah, yeah, we were, That's beautiful. we were at the Walker Cup meeting, or like Walker Cup, we had lunch with Jack at Bears Club, and Wolfie was like, what What are your thoughts on someone in here not going to school? And Jack was like, yeah, I mean, I don't really learn much, so I don't really see the point in going, but maybe that weren't, wasn't his exact words, but it's pretty funny when everyone was just like, did we just hear that right? That's from uh, if Jack one of the greatest it, of all time. Take it to the bank. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a waste of time. Awesome. Well, man, you're off to a hell of a start. I uh, can't wait to see what what comes your way in the future on the PGA Tour. We're so proud you got your membership. But now I think we get into some E9. Correct. This, this is, is a big moment. I know you know this what is this a large is all about for you. Oh yeah. Um, so we ask this to everyone. You can be anyone for a day, dead or alive. Who's it going to be? Please don't be some YouTube guy or anything like that, because then you're going to make us feel even older. Definitely Kobe Bryant. Oh, awesome. Big Kobe Bryant fan, huh? Yeah. I mean, the guy's worth ethic, the mentality he had, you know, the determination is everything you want to be as a person and, you know, to be the best athlete in the world. So he is uh, definitely the GOAT. Mamba mentality is uh, something I take to heart. So love that. You said you don't watch a ton of sports, but are you, is it safe to say you're a Lakers guy? Uh, No. I mean, I went. I saw the Lakers Good. when when Kobe played. I I used to go to games because we lived in L.A. But yeah, I, I don't really support. I mean, I'd like to say yes, but I don't. I don't watch basketball. So yeah, don't say yes. Way more likable if you're non-Lakers guy. Uh, <laughs> all right, here's a question. Your longtime coach, uh, prior George Gankus, over the years, right? He has his own language, basically. I would say, give me your best Gankus impression, or at least some of your favorite Gankus terms. Oh man. I mean, <laughs> there's so many, uh, Scooby, Scooshy, Mooney Mao, Oongie Bear, so many 
weird words that just make sense at the time. What is Mooney Mouth? Yeah, what's what does that mean? <laughs> I mean, he, says he would just like he would just be like in the swing, just be like, you need to get like like Oongie Bear right here, and then I don't know. It makes sense if you're with him because it's like, okay, you're like oh yeah, that's that's easy. I think Yankus hangs out with DJ Trahan sometimes. Oh boy. You know what I mean? That's a you with me? Yeah, that's an I got you. I, I got, got you. Yeah, that whole language. I was just like, I don't know where it came from, but I like it. What does Scooby mean? Because he calls everybody Scooby. Is that just like friend, buddy? It's like bro. Like, what up, Scoobs? Yeah. yeah. All right. I like it. Yeah. I'm fine with it. I need it. All right. What do you think is the larger number? Your waist size or my inseam? <laughs> Probably my, wa I, my waist size. What is What's it? your waist size? I'm a 28. We're tied. Oh. <laughs> We're tied. Push. Perfect. That's incredible. Oh, it's a tie ball. Oh, that's so that's fucking crazy. incredible. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know if that makes me happy or sad. That's incredible. That's 28. Awesome. Do they got it? Is that custom? I mean, what are you, 6'1? They don't make yeah, oh, yeah. 28. All, I, all, I have to take them in right away. But I wear, I wear like the Grayson jogger, so it's pretty tight already. Yeah. Tell them to make you some custom stuff. Oh, I'm trying. They're doing a Come good on, job. Come on, Grayson, step up. That's a beautiful. That was a beautiful question. It was. Uh, all right, next one. Have you ever nearly lost a friendship over a missing orange Ricky Fowler head cover? Oh my gosh, I don't even remember this, but apparently, yes, you do. <laughs> sounds like you do. I don't remember how it happened, but I, I mean, no. I guess maybe. I don't know. Okay, so there's a story behind it. From what I'm told, you went down to East Lake as a kid. You were watching Tour Championship. You decided to pop in, like Ricky Fowler, I guess, got one of the orange Ricky head covers, right? On yeah. your way back, your you were so excited to have it. Your boys decided you made a stop at Wendy's. They said, hey, hide the head cover. We'll make them think he lost it. And you got back in the car like, where is it? And they're like, oh, you must have lost it. And they said you were speechless for the next, whatever, <laughs> three hours on the drive home. They're like, literally the dude, like you thought his dog died. I don't losing know how orange they head remember cover. that. I mean, I don't, I remember, I don't even remember buying it, but yeah, I, <laughs> that's funny. I can't wait for Ricky to put one in your locker <laughs> at Valspar. That'd be great. Oh, here you go, kid. Got you <laughs> one. Yeah. All right. Well, Sleaze and I, you know, we have multiple jobs. We got the podcast. We got SiriusXM, CBS, credit card, all kinds of things. Rumor has it you actually have another job other than professional golfer. True or false, you are your girlfriend's personal photographer for Instagram. You know, it's yeah, I split time between uh taking it for her and then my tripod takes it for her. So, you know, I'm like the I'm the back end if the <laughs> tripod's not working. Well, good news is you have a fallback if this golf thing doesn't yep. work out for you. Hey, male modeling, I said it in my Instagram. Love it. What are the hours like on that photographer gig? How much are we not talking long. per week? How many hours? As long as I get the angles right, then we're chilling. Okay, fair, fair enough. All right, here we go. Um, I actually contacted Apple Music for this, so I dug pretty deep. And would you be surprised to hear that you have the all-time most listens to OOO by the Golf Boys? <laughs> yeah, back in the day for sure. That was my jam. That was your jam? 
Oh yeah. That's why he was so devastated with the Rick he had cover. He didn't even know he's a golfer. He's like, that's my that's my boy band. We got John Rahm listening to Kendrick Lamar and Akshay listening to the Golf Boys. The rumor on the street is you were, you had that thing on repeat everywhere. True or false? Yeah, true for sure. I mean, nice. I literally saw Ben Crane last week, and I was like, oh my god, that guy is like. <laughs> that's the golf ball oh, right? dude, you gotta go up to him that would probably make his day like the next star of the world of golf knows me from the golf boys <laughs> oh you're in the field i didn't even know you played golf oh you're, multi- you're just a singer you're a multiple Sex. pga tour winner nope you're a singer <laughs> <laughs> holy shit dude sign my hat uh that's great. awesome all right Let's just say you're going to get really hot on the PGA Tour, which you probably are. You're going to end up making this year's Ryder Cup team. You can pick any current player to play alternate shot with on Team USA. Who's it going to be? Probably. uh, That's a hard one. I would would love to play with Tony Finau. I've gotten Mm. somewhat close with him, but, I mean, freaking stripes it, hits it a mile. I think that'd be a pretty sick duo. Um, I mean, Max Homo would be sweet. I've. I thought you'd say Max. That would have been yeah, my guess. I now think about it. I'd probably go with Max, just because he literally grew up where I did, and I remember I used to see Jason Gore at this public golf course I used to play, and then Max would go there, and um, so him growing up there, and then. You know, he's just a homie. He's like a, he's what, like 28 or 30? Yeah, he's a Scooby. Yeah, he's like a 30-year-old G. <laughs> he's you know? a Scoob, dude. Yeah. yeah. So that'd be Those sweet. guys are actually free agents. Those guys, like, they kind of are interchangeable. Like Jordan, Justin, Xander, Cantlay. Those are kind of set. Those guys, actually, I, could, yeah. I could play out. Yeah. All right. I'd like to see you and Max get after it. Yeah, we'll relay that uh, to, to the captain. Uh, all right, here we go. You fam- I need you to think. You're going to have to think a little bit about this one. You famously got your girlfriend by sliding into the DMs, right? Respect on that, by the way. Does not work out very often, percentage-wise. <laughs> Give me a golfer who you think has tried that same method the most with the least success. Oh, my God. <laughs> we don't go over these questions beforehand. These are unrehearsed, by the way. Yeah, but this is That's a good, good. That is good. Like... PGA player? Just, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, someone we know, preferably, that we can make fun of for it. <laughs> I mean, everybody's doing it. If you ain't married, I've got to think you're sliding hard. Like Ricky and, Anderson. I mean, I love, I love, I mean, I, I don't even know if I can say it. Grace, yeah, you can. Yeah, you say it. Fine. We'll edit this. Murray, and I love him. You know, we practice <laughs> somewhat a lot together, but I would, I would definitely put him number one on that book. Okay. He shoots. He shoots his shot. He, I, oh, I've yeah. heard that. I know yeah. some shooters too. Yeah. We got a lot of two guards. I was very excited. I was very excited to hear that answer. I was gonna say let's just go around the circle to make it friendly, but you came up with one. So, well done. All right, Grayson, keep shooting, dog. All right, last one. What's more annoying, missing a three footer to make the cut, or your friends hitting on your sister? Oh God. <laughs> I mean, they both are horrible. <laughs> I mean, it happens, like, more than you think, too. I'm like, bro. What, the three-footers? No. <laughs> no, you're a great putter. No, the other one. I would, I mean, it obviously would suck to miss a three-footer and make the cut, but, you know, I'm pretty protective over her, so. <laughs> Especially you might want to get her phone. Now. You might want to get her phone and check for a Grayson Murray sighting <laughs> over in the DMs, dog. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Now that we think of it, that'd be a good way to monitor. Awesome, man. Well, Akshay, this has been awesome. It's been a long time coming. I'm finally glad you figured out what my actual phone number was. I'm sorry to whoever you've been texting for the last year, but this has been a blast, <laughs> dude. Congratu congratulations on the solo second down there, locking up that membership, and go race some hell on the PGA Tour. Thank you. Yeah, I've, I've dreamed about being on this podcast, and I told Colt in January, I said literally every single week I'm listening to a new podcast on y'all's channel. So it's nice to be on here. I'll probably not listen to mine, but hopefully <laughs> some in the future for sure. You Appreciate it. you're the you're a stud. Thanks so much for your time, dude. Yeah, thanks, guys. All right. Well, that was the 21 year old veteran Akshay Batia joining us on Golf Subpar. Uh, pretty interesting story he's been. I, I laughed when he did his interview with Johnson Wagner after he finished all the second. He's like, I want to write a book about my journey. Yeah, be one shot. It's called a short story, <laughs> yeah. Akshay. Yeah. You're a 21, bud. But man, a lot of fun to sit down with. I think. You know, he's going to continue to rise in the game of golf, getting more and more comfortable out there. He's got everyone I talk to. I'm, I'm with Callaway just like he is. And all those people that work with him out there, they just rave about this kid's talent. Like, dude, he's got it. He doesn't miss the center of the face. Well, I think once he matures a little bit, obviously dials in the short game, he's going to be a force out there on the PGA Tour. I mean, we've been hearing about him for forever since he's 17 years old. I don't know if there's really any kid out there that would handle that well. And he's I would say he's done it in very short order. Getting yeah. special in four years. I mean, 17, damn, you don't know what. Kid still, he still can't rent a car. Mm -hmm. He's having to rent U-Hauls out there on the road. He's gotten to have a lot of opportunities with these sponsors exemptions, the special temporary membership. A huge opportunity for him, I think, the Zurich. Yeah. Well. What do you say, kid? Well, listen, I mean, my course record just Is got that broke. official? Should we make it official right now? No, Is that an we, actual we invite? Gotta, we got to iron out the terms, but okay. look. I mean, I would like to have that course record back at Sawgrass. I mean, we go out there, we win Zurich. Another get crack. Back at the players. Another crack at it. No big deal. You got 61 all day there. Get, get you in I'll the be right honest, conditions. From what you saw from my back nine performances when I, you and I were partners the other day at Wisbrock, I don't think my game's quite ready. There's some slight tightening up. To I do. think we, we shot best ball 40 between the two of us on it our back It was just, hey, do you want to lose all the money that God. you just won on the front, plus a little bit more? Yeah. It's, just, it's a story for another day. Yeah, just bogey everything, and you can one do of my, it. One of my favorite parts of that interview, though, was when he saw Ben Crane at Puerto Rico. He was like, oh, that's the golf boy guy. <laughs> talking to some of his boys that grew up with him and stuff. I was like, give me some stuff on auction. And, and like, he's so young. It's hard. Like Normally, when we get this stuff, it's like, oh, when he was 35, he did this. You know what I mean? So you don't have a ton of back history to work with they're like no bullshit he listened to this like on repeat everywhere he went like it's so just wild. a spoof song thrown out there but they're like no he he was in on it yeah so ben crane was like meeting his hero it's like our wives meeting timberlake or some shit <laughs> similar <laughs> but different very similar but good luck to akshay down at valspar i'll actually be there all week as well thursday through sunday up there in the double decker tent hanging out getting amongst it with rob gronkowski at the most colorful tournament dancing your little ass off Sloppy seconds. Doing you know. what you do. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, let's get to the Valspar because this March, it's time to tee off with FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, FanDuel is giving new customers 10 times your first bet and bonus bets up to $200. It doesn't matter if your first bet is a bogey. Bet $20 and get $200 in bonus bets. Win or lose. Sleazy's so been a little cold lately. It's time to turn. It's Florida. It's going to warm up. It's time to get, time even to get greats, hot. Even greats have off. We look at Rory last week. You know what I mean? Sometimes the best in the world don't have their stuff. But look at this field it's this time week. to get back. We got Justin Thomas, two time defending champion, Sam Burns. Jordan Spieth is in the building. Matt Fitzpatrick, Justin Rose, Gary Woodland, past champion. Stand by. Ooh, Stand by. Ooh, for a little G hit there. Just a little teaser. But you can do top 20s, head to head matchups, 
whatever you want. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the golf action. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options and props, including first-round leaders, top 10s, 20s, 30s, matchups, and more. And FanDuel is now live in Massachusetts. Welcome to the party. Download the app now and take advantage of their great special offers, boosts, and more. So aim for some green and bet on the PGA Tour. Go to FanDuel.com slash subpar and sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash subpar to get 10 times your first, first bet in bonus bets. Win or lose, FanDuel is the official betting operator of the PGA Tour. All right, I'm ready to fire off some winners. I'm here. ready to get hot. Okay. I'm ready to get hot. Listen, I, I, I hinted at this guy a lot last week that I really liked him as a dark horse. He was 85-1 to 1 at the players. I said I liked him as a top 20 bet. He ripped my heart out on Sunday. He was right there. He was in third place in this golf tournament on the weekend at one point. He's 24-1 to 1 this week. I think he's starting to come into some form. Love his hair. I'm very jealous. Tommy Fleetwood. I was watching him move up the leaderboard. I was like, this is going to be wild if he actually does some weird shit here on Sunday. <laughs> like that came out of left field, and then all of a sudden, there he was. He also got bit at the end, too, but uh, he's definitely trending in the right direction. I'm going to – I'm not going very far down the board. I got okay. I got to get hot here, okay? And I got a guy here. The golf gods are always on his side, but maybe no one more – I guess no one was the beneficiary more so than this man last week. Jordan Spieth going off at 12-1. to 1. He's got, all right, he's finished 19th and 4th in his last two starts. But going back to the players, sitting outside the cut line, one hole left, the ninth hole, hits a tee shot. It's just vintage Jordan Speed immediately to Greller. Is that out of play? And the answer was, yeah, that's definitely going Should out be. of play. It hits a random dude in the knee, bounces off a cart path into the fairway, slaps it up there by the green, holes out for Eagle to what he thought was to make the cut at the time. And I was like, if there's one hole that just embodies everything Jordan Speed is, it's that hole right there. So the kids got all the good juju working. Twelve to one. Give me Spieth. Is that your way of saying he has no talent and all the luck? I think it's a combination of both. But no one like people at great chips. They lip out, go around the hole. His find the bottom of the hole more than anyone. I actually got some text messages from players in the field who were playing with. Like, tell me you saw Jordan's finish. Mm-hmm. I was like, Yep, dude. That's yep. called being blessed by the gods. I believe you'll never up, have it. And he ended up making two hundred seventy-five thousand. If he had to make, ended up he had to make par on that hole to make the cut. If it goes in the water, probably not making par. But two hundred seventy-five thousand off the guy's knee. Yeah. Maybe send the guy a little check, Jordan. You got a flag. Sign I'd rather flag. have a check. Yeah. How about half your earnings, whatever you make this week? All right. My dark horse. He's going off at fifty to one, which is right around that area. Top twenty-five in three of his last four starts, heading into the players. Didn't play his best at the players, but that's okay. He's a streaky man. I'm gonna roll the dice with Johnny Vegas. Mm. See what I did there? Okay, I see it. Tom I like Hoagie what you did Vegas. Likes to roll yes. the dice, Johnny the mm-hmm. Vegas. You get it. Mm-hmm. I got it. All right, Vegas. Show up when we want to pick out, but you're right. When he gets going, it's good enough to win. We'll go with one of our one of our friends here. Colt. Oh, boy. He's the recipient of a lot of our shit talking on the show. However, there's some trends in the right direction. Our boy, Gary Woodland, going off at 41 to 1. Okay. He's played well at Riv, finished ninth on a really tough golf course out there. He's got a lot of offense going right now. He's making birdies. He's just making way too many bogues. If he could tighten up the bogues a little bit, he's going to be near the top of the leaderboard because he's doing the hard part right now. But give me Gary Woodland, 41 to 1. It's been a while since we picked G-Dub. we got to get the mojo right. He must have took that class off where, you know, bogeys are not as good as birdies. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of guys missed that class. Mm, tough one. Just avoid bogeys. Scheffler took it. So Gary Woodland, that means i got to root for him. We'll see. We'll see how things start off. Like I said, I'm going to be there all week. Make sure you come say hi. Well, make sure you go get the FanDuel app. Use code SUBPAR. 
but you must be 21 years old in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369 in New York. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, or Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step. That's 53342 in Arizona or 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia. Pretty much sums it up. Pretty self-explanatory. All right. That's going to do it for us. Coming up next week, we got a man starting to dabble in some TV in the golf world. Three-time PGA Tour winner, Johnson Wagner. Also, don't know if you know this, real name, Montfort. Montfort. I don't know why you ever switch off of that. It's James like, Tyree James and Montfort. Ty- exactly. They go, hey, why are you switching that? You were blessed by your parents. They gave you something sweet. Use it. All right, don't well, audible out. Well, make sure you come say hi to me at the Vows Bar this week. We'll talk to you next week on Golf Subpar. Subpar.